Our scripture reading comes from Ephesians chapter 4, General Electric Power Company, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. That's how I remember it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through chapter 5, verse 20. 417 through 520. A little lengthy, but important. Talks about putting off the old, putting on the new. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through chapter 5, verse 20. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy, to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is being corrupted through its deceitful desires, and to be renewed, to be made new in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building others up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God has come upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not associate with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light." For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and tried to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, 
but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. A powerful passage to read at the beginning of a new year, and I hope that uh, this afternoon or throughout this week, you'll go back and read 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and Ephesians chapters 4 and 5 again. The grass withers, the flowers fail, but the Word of our Lord endures forever. Amen? Let us pray. O Lord, Your Word is a lamp unto our feet, a light for our path, an errant, infallible, authoritative, and true. We pray, Father, that You would be the teacher and the preacher this morning. That You, Father, would speak through Your servant unto Your servants. Open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds, open our entire persons unto the message You would have us to hear, understand, and apply. Father, we pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Have you made a New Year's resolution yet? Have you broken your New Year's resolution yet? If you haven't made a New Year's resolution, let me offer you a few to think about. A few years ago, I preached a sermon in this church entitled Zacchaeus, the New Man, a New Year's message, a sermon I'm not going to repeat this morning. But I introduced that sermon with the following illustration. Many of you probably remember. The Italians have a custom. As midnight on New Year's Eve approaches, the streets are clear. There's no traffic. There are no pedestrians. Even the policemen take cover. And then at the stroke of midnight, the windows of the houses fly open. And to the sound of laughter and music and fireworks, each member of the family pitches out Hated furniture, old crockery, detested ornaments, a whole catalog of personal possessions which remind them of something they are determined to wipe out of their minds from the previous year. Our scripture reading this morning from Ephesians chapter 4 tells us to do something similar. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24, we read, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You were created, says Ephesians chapter 4, for a purpose. What was that purpose? 
you were created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. What a great New Year's resolution to be more like God through 2012 in my thoughts, in my words, and in my actions. Don't you think? You can say amen. I was a gospel service pastor up at Fort Drum. It's a two-hour worship service, and they would talk to me all the time. (laughs) Amen. Preach it, chaplain. So what does this mean? To put off the old self, which is being corrupted, and to put on a new self created to be like God. The old self is that part of you before you became a believer before you became a Christian, before you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the old self is that part of you which rebels against God. The old self is that part of you which is ruled or governed by sin with a capital S. When Paul writes in Romans chapter 7, the good that I want to do, I don't do, but that which I don't want to do, I find myself doing, he is referring to the old self within Himself, that rebels against the command of Ephesians chapter 4 to be like God. To be children of the light. And the Apostle Paul commands, put that old self off. Now in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, our first Scripture reading this morning, we learn about the ministry of reconciliation. We read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. The old has gone, the new has come. When one places his faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when one stops trusting in his own good works to get him to heaven, when one repents of his sins, relies solely upon God's amazing grace and mercy and upon Jesus' dying on the cross and upon Jesus' rising from the tomb, He becomes a new creation. No longer is sin, with the capital S, governing His thoughts, His words, and His actions Rather, God the Father gives the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, who is God, to dwell inside of us and to guide our thoughts, our words, and our actions. We become a new creation. What a great New Year's resolution. Lord, in every thought, word, and action in 2012, would Your Holy Spirit guide But, but, God still grants His children freedom. Freedom to sin. Freedom not to sin. Sorry, I'm pointing. My mama said don't point. Freedom to sin. Freedom not to sin. Before you trusted in God, before you placed your faith in God, you couldn't help but sin. Romans 
Chapter 14, verse 23 is clear. Everything that does not come from faith is sin. The unbeliever cannot help but sin because the unbeliever does not have faith. His thoughts, words, and actions are ruled by sin with the capital S. And Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is what? Death. And Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You, me, everyone. We could not help but sin. But when we fall upon our knees, like the tax collector of Luke chapter 18, beating our chest, not even able to look up to heaven, and humbly praying, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. When we stop trusting in our own good works, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to Thy cross I clean. Naked look to Thee for, for grace. Helpless look to Thee uh, for grace, foul I to the fountain fly, wash me, Savior, or I die. When we stop trusting in our good works and solely place our faith and trust in Jesus' death on the cross on our behalf and His rising from the, from the dead on our behalf that we too might be resurrected, when we repent of our sins, God makes us a new creation, justified, forgiven, eternally saved. But, Still with the power to sin or not to sin. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 6 concerning the state of the redeemed child of God having the ability to sin or not to sin. What shall we then say? Shall we go on sinning that God may go on forgiving? Megenotoi in the Greek, absolutely not. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? In other words, put off the old. Before you came to Christ, put it off and put on the new. Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. What a great New Year's resolution to put sin to death. To die to sin. What Paul writes in Ephesians 4 is a good reminder to all of us as we enter the new year. Continue living as children of the light. Continue living in righteousness and holiness because you were created to be like God. Ephesians chapter 4. Don't turn God's amazing grace and mercy and forgiveness and unconditional love into a license to sin. Put off the old ways of thinking, speaking, and acting before you came to faith in God and put on the new. Put off lying. Put off anger. Put off gossiping or stealing or slander. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 is, is a, a powerful verse in my life. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for the building up of others. When I pastored here from 93 to 96, I, 
I had a nip in the bud, three words, shut up, stupid, from my youth group. <laughs> I said, no, no, we don't say those three words. Outside the doors of the church, they speak like that. But shut up, stupid is, is outlawed. Only what is helpful for the building up of others. And so uh, the youth group would always, you know, uh, Pastor Filio, you know, so-and-so said this. That wasn't a building statement. And, um, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. First Peter chapter 4, verse 11 is a, a really good verse. First Peter 4:11. If anyone should speak, he should speak as if speaking the very words of God. Wow. That's a powerful New Year's resolution, isn't it? Lord, throughout 2012, if I should speak, let my words be the very words of God. Ephesians 4.31 Get rid of bitterness, anger, fighting, slander, dissension. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Not an option if you're upset with your sibling. Siblings? Not an option if you're upset with a fellow parishioner on the other side of the pew. Get rid of fighting and anger. And be kind and forgiving, just as God forgives you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, is a great verse to put on your refrigerators. Ephesians 5, 1 hits the nail on the head. Be imitators of God. Be imitators of God. What a great New Year's resolution. Ephesians 5.1 Throughout 2012, I want to be an imitator of God. I told you I was going to give you some New Year's resolutions. That's what our passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is all about. The ministry of reconciliation. Christ sacrificing Himself for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made Christ who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in Christ we might become the righteousness of God. Verse 19 of 2 Corinthians 5 God the Father reconciled the world to Himself in Christ not counting men's sins against them. when they repent of their sins and when they place their faith and trust in God. He doesn't hold their sins against them. You see, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve sinned. And that sin by finite man against an infinite God became an infinite sin. And a finite man could not pay the price, the punishment, the penalty Only an infinite man could. One who was sinless. And so God the Father sends His own Son to be born in this world, which we celebrated last week at Christmas. And He lived the perfect sinless life. And then He goes to the cross in our place. He receives the penalty we should have received. He receives the punishment we should have received. He receives the pain we should have received on the cross when God the Father pours His full wrath due sin upon His Son Jesus on the cross. When Christ cries out, My God, My God, why hast Thou forsaken Me? Christ at that moment in time, a mystery we cannot understand, experiences hell. 
on the cross. Separation from God His Father. His Father turns His face away from the Son. And for one brief moment in time, upon the cross, Christ receives the hell, the penalty, the pain, the punishment due our sin upon Himself. Christ was separated from God the Father. A wedge was placed between the Father and the Son. A wedge which our sin caused. Separated from Him whom He had known nothing but infinite blissful joy, love, relationship, and communion. And our sin would work that wedge. So great was God's love for us that He died for us. And that's what we remember when we come to the table this morning. And when we with eyes of faith, when we quit trusting in our own good works, because we know none of us are that good, when we humble ourselves and repent of our sins, and we look with eyes of faith upon that cross and believe that Jesus died for us and that Jesus rose for us, Romans 10.9, we are saved. We become a new creation. And the once you are saved, the once you have been forgiven, I'm reminding you, brothers and sisters, for 2012, walk in the light. Walk in the light. Every day, Satan, the world, and the flesh, the three great enemies to the Christian faith, try to get you to think, speak, and act in ways which do not glorify God. And the further and the further that we stray from the narrow way, the more difficult it is for us to find our way back. Sin in thought, sin in word, sin in actions. Hurt our relationship with God. Sin in thought, sin in words, sin in actions hurt our relationships with each other. Now I'm here to remind you at the beginning of a new year, don't fall into the trap of Satan, the world, and the flesh. Don't let Satan, the world, or the flesh win. 2012 begins today. Ephesians chapter 4 through 5, walking in the light, living, begins today. Put off the old. Put on the new. Begins today. Be kind. Be forgiving. Be merciful. Be loving as God has been kind, merciful, and loving and forgiving towards you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 says, God does not count men's sins against them. So how can we count men's sins against them? Let it go. Let the hurts and the pains and the grudges, the disappointments with others go. Be compassionate. Be kind. Be forgiving. Be loving. That's how I want you to live through 2012. You can do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. Put off the old. Put on the new. Ephesians 5.18 Be filled with the Holy Spirit. What a great New Year's resolution to be filled with the Holy Spirit in every thought, word, and action. Ephesians 5.18 Just as the Italians toss away anything that detests them, 
anything that reminds them of something in the past year they're, they're, they're wanting to forget, I would encourage you to toss away sins that you've been struggling with in 2011. And we all have sins that we struggle with. Toss away fighting and arguing and calling one another names and gossiping and grumbling and complaining and worrying and jealousy and envy and hurting and prejudice and bigotry and pride and disunity. Toss away anything and everything that is characteristic of the old self and put on the new. Allow faith, hope, and love to win the day. Allow God to win the day. It's not impossible. The wall that you think separates you from others isn't too strong for God to knock over. I promise you. The sin that you've been struggling with through 2011 isn't too powerful that God can't help you to overcome. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. What a great New Year's resolution to walk in the light. As we sang, just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. That thou, O Lamb, calleth me, O Lamb of God, I come. I come. Don't allow Satan, the world, or the flesh to trick you into thinking that you can't do anything about the situation you find yourself at the top of the year regarding sin. Either sins done against you or sins that you have committed. Just as I am in waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot to Thee whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Will you come back to Jesus in 2012? Will you come back? What a great New Year's resolution to come back to God. I'm closing. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. What a great New Year's resolution. 1 Corinthians 10.31 Whatever I think, speak, or do, I do it for God's glory. You'll see the poem that I put in the bulletin. Just one request. I don't know who wrote it. I tried. We, we looked. It says, Dear Master, for this coming year, just one request I bring. I do not pray for happiness or any earthly thing. I do not ask to understand the way Thou leadest me. But this I ask, teach me to do the thing that pleaseth Thee. I want to know Thy guiding voice to walk with Thee each day. Dear Master, make me swift to hear and ready to obey. And thus the year I now begin, a happy year will be if I am seeking just to do the thing that pleaseth Thee. What a great New Year's resolution to do the thing that pleaseth God. If 2011 was the year of Satan, the world, or the flesh, then I want 2012 to be the year of Christ for you. To be the year of the Holy Spirit for you. And you're not alone. If you need help nipping sin in the bud, as Barney Fife might say, you're not alone. Your church leadership is here to help you nip sin in the bud. To walk in the light. If you need help keeping God's love and unity and peace, just ask. It's my prayer, brethren, that your New Year's resolution for 2012 will be to return to God. To please God. To be like God in true righteousness and holiness. To imitate God. To walk in the light. To put off the old self and to put on the new. To die to sin. 
to walk and be filled in and with the Holy Spirit to glorify God. Let us pray. O Lord, we ask Your blessing upon the sermon. Open our eyes, our hearts, our minds, our entire persons to understand and apply and to walk in the light and to imitate You. We pray, Father, in the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, Amen.